0: This is Holistic
1: Hysteria.
0: Welcome to this new episode of Holistic Hysteria. I'm your host, Jessica Sanford, aka Barefoot Fit Jess. And even though I speak a lot about health habits, healthy lifestyle, healthy behaviors, I want to dive into behavior creation in general. I am a certified holistic fitness and behavior health specialist. I have my masters in applied behavior analysis and truly try to get my clients and my members to understand behavior on a fundamental level and to understand the principles behind behavior creation and behavior change so that they are successful whether it's health behaviors or other areas of your life where you're creating habits it's really about behaviors how you live your days is how you live your life and it's never too late to create or to learn how to create behaviors and Um, to change behaviors. So when you're talking about creating habits, it's really understanding the day in and day out of the behaviors that you do each day. And it's not just your actions that people could see outwardly. It also includes your thoughts and, um, you know, your actions that you're that's going on that nobody else sees. So whether you want to change your health, your relationships, your finances, your happiness, your environment, your business, whatever it is, it all comes down to what you do daily. So I wanted to give you just kind of you know, a sneak peek into the world of behavior analysis in very simplistic terms. I'm not going to use jargon. I'm going to try, you know, not to confuse you. It's not going to be super scientific or clinical. It's really me, you know, bringing it down in a really simplistic way to map out how behavior works so that you can take those principles and apply it to the you know behaviors that you want to create for yourself. So when you're setting yourself up to, you know, create these new behaviors that you want to eventually, you know, com- um, make into habits, understanding the behind the scenes of it hopefully will help you be more successful in creating those habits, which then turn into creating a healthier lifestyle. So when you're going through your day to day life. You're really focusing on these behaviors. Eventually, they become habits, and then you turn around a year later, and you're like, "Oh my goodness, I'm living a healthier lifestyle!" Right? It's all about breaking these bigger goals down into um, smaller goals, and then even from there, those small behaviors. So, I'm sure a lot of people at the beginning of every year are thinking about how can I change my behavior, um, but they're not thinking about it like that. You know, they're thinking. This is the year I'm going to lose 20 pounds. This is the year I'm going to start eating healthier. This is the year I'm going to start a business. This is the year I'm not going to be on my phone so much. This is the year where I'm going to track my finances better. This is the year when I'm going to, you know, do all the things I want to do, um, you know, out in nature. This is the the year that I'm going to spend more quality time with my kids and take them to one-on-one activities or um, or dates or whatever the case may be. There's all these things we want to accomplish that it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of undertaking, you know, when you think about it in the sense of these big goals, it starts to feel a little overwhelming. And you really don't know where to start until you kind of analyze it. And you realize, okay, to get to these, these bigger goals, I've got to break it down into smaller steps. And then you can you can literally tackle or target, you know, a couple of little steps at a time across the different areas of your life. And once they become more of a habit and you don't have to think about it so much, then you can add more habit or add more behaviors in, work on those, target those until those become habits and so on and so forth. And then you've created a bunch of new habits that help you get to those bigger goals that you have for your life. So because I'm more of an expert in the health area, that's what I was going to focus on today as far as creating healthy behaviors but these fundamental principles can be applied to any area of your life so if you're wanting to you know make more money if you're wanting to save money if you're wanting to learn how to invest if you want to you know whatever if there's a a new hobby you want to learn um if you want to start creating something, you know, as a side job or as a hobby or whatever the case may be. There's there's lots of different examples of ways to create new behaviors that you may not have not even unearthed yet. So I'm going to walk you through um, the exercise that I do with my clients, and it's really... Starts with kind of getting clarity on your life's priorities, and to do that, it's really simple. I've actually done this before in different ways. Um, I've done this when I did the push um book by Shalene Johnson, and she kind of adapted it um from you know um work that she had done before from mentors that she had worked with. So it's not anything new, people have been doing this for a long, long time, right? Um So if you think about the different areas of your life, there's really like 10 main ones that I usually kind of think about. And those are the ones that you can write them down on a piece of paper and literally rate yourself on a scale of one to 10. And one being the area where you feel like you, you know, you're, you're not doing very well, you're the least satisfied in, um, you know, you, you don't feel like you're doing enough in that area or whatever the case may be. And 10 being that you're killing it. You're just, you're, you're doing all the things you've accomplished a lot in that category. It's, you know, you're, you've got it down pat. You are working on it. Um, you're very satisfied in that area. So, um, you can get out a piece of paper and write these down. You can come back and listen later. There's going to be a blog post that goes along with this. Um, you can obviously come back and listen to, uh, when you're, when you have the ability to write it down if you want or you can make a little note in your phone um so let's start with physical health and then you got mental health your environment or your surroundings like whether wherever you spend most of your time like obviously our homes matter and you can even break that down into like your bedroom your living room whatever that is um and if you spend a lot of time at work your surroundings and your environment at work um Number four would be hobbies, like your restorative activities, what brings you joy. Number five, family. Six, finances. Seven, your purposes or, you know, what you do for your career. Um, And then eight, spirituality. Nine, growth, and ten, romance, or your your marriage, your relationship, whatever. Um, and those are not in any particular order. Those are just ten areas of life where that kind of is a, a holistic approach to everything you're going to do things that, ha- that, you you know, um, how you live your days all kind of take place in those areas, right? So you're gonna rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 and then you're gonna identify which areas you feel the least satisfied in. And those are the areas where, and you can start with any area, but usually the ones that you're gonna score yourself the lowest in are the ones that you may need to address to start bringing up those scores overall across the different areas of life. And then you'll see, you um, Kind of maybe like the areas of life where you're, you're dissatisfied and you can start creating new behaviors to work on yourself or to work on your life or to work on those areas of your life to make them better. Um, so when we when, after you identify the areas of life where you want to um, improve, you're going to think about bigger goals in those areas. So if you've, if you're, you didn't rate your physical health very high, for example, and you want to target physical health. Now your goal may be, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds. Um, I want to sleep through the nights. I want to stop being bloated every time I eat. Um, I want to consistently work out more, whatever your, your bigger goal is. Um, some of those play into that big goal of, I want to lose X amount of weight. And, A lot of people get caught up on losing a certain number of pounds or, you know, getting a certain size or whatever. But when we can kind of shift our thinking, all of this really starts with shifting your mindset and the goal being to feel better, right? To function better, to feel better. And then you can kind of create those behaviors in each of those areas with that goal of feeling better. And then the, the side results are going to be, weight loss and, you know, a sustainable lifestyle that's going to help you maintain that weight loss and lower stress. And it kind of gets into those other, other areas of life. And you're going to see some overlap, obviously. And then after you identify those areas and you start to set those goals, you're also going to see which areas um, or which goals go under which pillars of health that I talk about. So the five pillars of health are mindset, nutrition, Hydration, sleep, and movement. So, after you identify the areas of life you want to work on, then you have those bigger goals. As you start to to you know break it down into these small behaviors that you can start um, working into your day, you can pick which pillar of health that's going to fall under. So, all of them can can be under one, or you can make them more. You can make yourself more likely to do the behavior based off which pillar of health it kind of falls under. So let me explain. So if you're, for example, if your big goal is to lose 20 pounds, and you're going to break that down into smaller behaviors that fit under the pillars of health. So you can actually target the weight loss goal in each five areas of, of the pillars of health, right? So for mindset, it can be that you... Um, you know you listen to a health podcast you know once a week, or it can be that you're learning from a coaching course from a health coach or you know like me um or whatever, and that 's what you 're focusing on shifting your mindset towards um more positive, healthy behaviors you 're learning how to speak to yourself kindly to how to love yourself, speak to yourself the way you would want someone to speak to your child um Taking quiet time for yourself, making yourself a priority, doing some self-care, some self-love, maybe some meditation, um, some journaling, kind of doing some inner work. All of that is under the mindset pillar of health. And it's a very, there's very crucial behaviors to develop to create habits out of that are going to help you improve your physical health. Now, obviously, that's also going to help you improve your mental health. It may even help you improve, you know, the area of life that has to do with your family or your spirituality. Like you can see how it all overlaps and obviously maybe growth. Um, so it's it's important to realize and to identify the, the areas of life and then break them down in those behaviors for mindset, for the um, weight loss goal, I just gave those. And then if we want to move under nutrition now, there are a ton of different goals. I mean, uh, excuse me, behaviors that you could set for a weight loss goal under the area of nutrition. But it's not the it's not I mean, it is a very, very important one, but it's not the only one. So I want you to see how more than just eat healthy and work out like, that's not all that it takes usually to you know, lose weight and keep it off to feel good, to function well, and to maintain a healthy lifestyle. There's a lot more to it. So, you don't have to have perfect nutrition and you don't have to work out necessarily every single day. And as you start to create these new behaviors, you know, you can take them as small as you need to um, so that you're not taking on too much at once. Because, what the mistake a lot of people make, especially at the beginning of the year when people make New Year's resolutions and all of that, they, you know, say, I'm going to work out every single day. I'm going to, you know, do this ex-fad diet or whatever. I'm going to remove this food group. I'm going to, you know, cut out, you know, sugar, you know, whatever. They kind of take it to the extreme and that does not set yourself up for success. Usually there's burnout. Um, It's just not sustainable. So you want to find your balance with it, which means that you're going to um, take a more realistic approach. So, you know, breaking it down into these small behaviors that you're going to create habits out of um, is going to get you more to where you want to go. So under nutrition, some of the small behaviors to that big weight loss goal could be that you're going to add vegetables to every meal. It could be that you're going to try a new recipe every week. It could be that you're going to try just a single, a new food item each week. It could be that you're going to cook X amount of meals at home during the week versus eating out. It could be that you're going to bring lunch with you to work instead of eating out. It could be that you're going to sit at the table with your family instead of everybody standing up or eating in front of the TV or whatever. You're going to have, you know, family meal times. It could be that you're going to, um, try, you know, some lower carb options. Um, not saying everybody needs to cut out carbs. And I do not want anybody to think that I'm recommending cutting out carbs, um, you know as like a as like a good mode of um shifting your nutrition it's just i phase my macros so there are days when i do have lower carb intake and so and there's a, I just encourage everybody to play with that you know you should be your biggest advocate you should be um wanting to experiment with food and all of that when you get to know more about how food affects your body and realize that you are in control of how you feel because your nutrition affects your body then you're more, you end up more motivated to kind of play around with it and to, to to tune in more and try new things. And once you start to feel better, that's motivation to keep going. So I think about those, you know, just adding in those new things, um, nutrition wise, instead of saying, I got, I can't have this. I got to take away that. Think about what you're adding. Like I said, adding the vegetables, adding some new, um, recipes that you haven't done before or trying some new foods. All of that mentions nothing about taking anything away, but when you're adding in healthy stuff, you're automatically going to consume less of the processed foods, less of the things that may not be taking you closer to that health goal, to that weight loss goal, um, Okay, for hydration, you could create behaviors around drinking out of a straw. You can create behaviors around, um, you know, first knowing how much water you're even taking. You know, a lot of people don't even know how much they're consuming, so you can't make an arbitrary, you know, I'm going to drink my half my weight in ounces every day if you don't know how much you're drinking to begin with. So you got to know where you're starting to know how you can improve. So you can say, I'm going to drink... Like, if you find out your baseline is maybe, like, 40 ounces a day, you can say, I'm going to drink 60 ounces a day this week. And next week, I'll drink 80 ounces a day or whatever. And you can slowly increase it, um... But what, what, whatever works for you, some people realize, oh my gosh, I've only been drinking 40 ounces and I need to drink at least 90 um, and they can up it and they have no problem. Um, and there's like little things you can do, like adding a straw, keeping a bottle with you, um, using a reusable cup instead of those plastic water bottles. There's all these different hydration goals, um, or I mean, excuse me, <laughs> behaviors that you can create that help you work to that bigger health goal then under the pillar of health of sleep now sleep is probably one of the most underrated undervalued and free things that we can do a behavior that we can do that's going to improve your health it's going to help you lose weight it's going to improve your brain function there's so many things that happen while we're sleeping that you know um, lead to that restoration to that repair to that recovery that you know our guts are you know cleaning out our brain – is you know kind of repairing and restoring there's there's all these like our body is so smart it's so magical and it functions really really well usually we're the ones that get in the way by introducing too many toxins into our body not giving it the rest it needs not strengthening it strengthening it the way it needs we're supposed to be supporting the way our bodies function and a lot of times we're inhibiting the way it's the way it's trying to function so if we can get out of our own way usually our Bodies will start to perform better and do their jobs, and that's when we start to feel better. So, sleep there's a lot of different sleep behaviors that you could set. It could be, you know, going to bed 30 minutes earlier, it can be turning off your devices 30 minutes before you're going to go to bed, it can be, you know, developing a better nighttime routine, like maybe starting bedtime with your kids a little earlier, um, you know, uh, dimming the lights earlier, like after dinner, start the whole like bedtime routine. that's not like immediately going to bed, but just, you know, we usually turn a lot of the lights off, dim the lights that are still on, you know, make it a little bit quieter in the house, maybe a little more serene. Now, obviously it doesn't happen every single day. It's just a a goal to work towards. It's a behavior to try to incorporate, to be consistent with most of the time. Um, it could be, you know, drinking a sleepy time tea. I have one that's high in vitamin C. It's got chamomile and mother warts mother's wort and um yuzu and all this stuff in there that really helps my body relax and restore and so I drink that after I've digested dinner and before I go to bed and it really supports my sleep and um it calms my digestion so all of that can do its job while I'm sleeping and I love it and it also has powerful um adaptogens in it that obviously help manage manage stress and that's like one of the biggest um Goals, I mean, behaviors that I didn't mention that should be a goal under mindset as well is doing things that help you manage your stress. If you can have a better handle on your stress, um, and that looks different for everybody. Like there are certain things that are, are widely popular, um, that help most people reduce or manage their stress. But you've got to figure out what works best for you because stress is also one of the leading causes of weight gain, inability to lose weight, um, you know, irritability, poor sleep, like all of those things are, you know, it's kind of a domino effect. So if you and we're all stressed right now, obviously, stress is, you know, something that we're all battling every single day. And so you have to put things in place to help you manage your stress. So um, just to jump back to the pillar of health of mindset for just a second. So other ways to manage stress is not watch so much news, (laughs) turn off the TV, um, listen to more music, do more meditation, listen to audiobooks that help you learn something, podcasts that help you learn something. Um, and so then we went through nutrition and then we went through hydration, and now we just mentioned sleep. So think about little behaviors that can help you improve your sleep. You know, exercising earlier in the day, um, drinking plenty of water, eating healthily, eating things, figuring out ways that, um, support your digestion, like if you've got bloating or gas or migraines or um, brain fog or heartburn, all those things, you know, going on in your body, you're not going to be sleeping well, right? So maybe you need to do um, the hair test for sensitivities and intolerances. Maybe you need to kind of start tracking your food and see if there's common foods that happen on the days where you have those um, symptoms of inflammation, you know, reducing our inflammation, is going to be huge in helping your body function better, helping you heal from, um, you know, any issues that you may have. Um, so reducing stress, reducing inflammation, all of those are going to support your life in each pillar of health, each area of your life. Um, and then the last pillar of health is movement. So setting behaviors in place to, um, to improve your movement now and this is going to look different for everybody too right so like as you can see this helps you take a more unique individual approach to your health it's not going to be a one-size-fits-all and that's probably like the geeky side of me that studied behavior analysis and knows how individualized it behavior is it's the same thing with creating a healthy lifestyle. And that's what I literally have to bite my tongue or hold my fingers all the time and not give my opinion when people are, you know, giving advice on social media or, um, whatever the case may be. There's, there is no blanket information like this general information that i'm talking about is something you're going to have to take and you're going to have to figure out what works best for you um i want i want people to be you know a forever student i want you to every day be tuning into your body and your own life more and more and more and and figure out those ways to support yourself instead of relying on you know x y z diet x y z um you know, supplementation, X, Y, Z advice, you know, whatever the case may be, there's even the workouts that we do at the, um, the center and uh, wellness, the fitness center and wellness studio, it's not... It's not a one-size-fits-all workout either. It's a 45-minute workout, and everybody is taught how to tailor it to what they need, to their fitness level, to if they have injuries, to their capabilities, um, and to what their goals are. Like, not everybody has the same goal for wanting to be there. And um, there are also, obviously, different fitness abilities. There are older members that can't get on the floor that use a stool. There are younger members who, you know, are very strong or have a lot of energy or whatever. So it depends on there's like that wide range of different um, abilities, right? Different fitness levels. So it's the same in every area of your life. You've got to figure out what you want and what you need. So when it comes to movement, it can be that you're going to, you know, take some deep breaths, and move around with purpose as soon as you, you know, wake up in the morning. You can do stretches and mobility moves in bed before you even wake up, and it's actually going to help wake up your spine, wake up your lungs, um, you know, wake up the rest of your body. You can do it standing when you get up out of bed or do it before you even stand up. There are, um, you know, ways to set yourself up for getting at least 10 minutes of purposeful movement in. That's where I started. I used to hate to work out, hated to sweat. Um, and my coach literally just had me set the goal. And my, my my behavior was 10 minutes of purposeful movement every day. And so once I was able to master that, I wanted to do more. So then it was more of an actual workout most every day. Um, so You just got to start small and figure out what that looks like for you. And then you've got to figure out, how am I going to make this behavior happen? So you've identified the areas of life that you want to address. You've figured out which pillar of health to kind of set these behavior goals in. Then you've got to figure out how, when you break them down, what does that actually look like? So here's a little bit of the geekiness um, just to give you more of the underlying principle with it so that you can figure out how to set yourself up. Think about it as the ABCs. So the A is technically the antecedent. What comes before the behavior? And you can also think about A, some behaviors you can anchor to existing behaviors. So the A is what happens before the behavior, the antecedent, or the anchor. The B is the behavior, so that's what you're targeting, that's what you're physically doing or thinking, something that can be measured, that can be written down, um, something that you're creating into your schedule, into your routine, into your life, something that you're changing, whatever, and then the C is the consequence, and it's what comes after the behavior. So it doesn't mean negative consequence necessarily. It just means anything that comes after the behavior, it's either going to make that behavior more likely to happen again or less likely to happen again. And you want to also to make, if you're you know working on targeting behaviors to create um, – as true behaviors that are going to become habits, you want that behavior to be celebrated so think about the C as the consequence, the celebration, what comes after the behavior you 've got to come in contact with some sort of reinforcement so that that behavior gets celebrated and is more likely to happen again that that consequence, that reinforcement, that celebration is going to look different for everybody as well. So what's reinforcing to somebody may not be reinforcing to you. So if you're, if you know, you're talking to somebody that has some some success and they're like, oh, well for me, um, you know, I, I put a quarter in a jar or something every time I do a workout. And once I, you know, at the end of every week, I spend that money on, um, you know, new workout clothes or something, um, or at the end of every month, it'll take a while to save up quarters. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to give you an example. Um, Just like think about with kids, you know, you can get like gold stars or whatever. Well, gold stars aren't going to be reinforcing to every kid. So you can't just have a blanket reinforcement system. You've got to figure out what works for you. Now, making sure you have that dialogue of celebrating yourself is going to be really important to pair with whatever you do so that the celebration becomes inherently reinforcing as well. So you can, you know, let's take one behavior, for example, and we'll talk about the ABC about it. So if you're going to um, maybe start taking supplements, uh, maybe you have some adaptogenic mushrooms that you want to add into your coffee or your Tea or your bone broth or whatever, and because you know that the nutrient profile is so big, you want to add those micronutrients in and you want the adaptogens to help with your stress. And this is part of your overall um, health goal and weight loss goal. So, the anchor for that behavior could be um, you know, that you're gonna like maybe you're putting it in your coffee and you make coffee every morning. Put your bottle of um, adaptogenic mushrooms beside your coffee maker or beside your coffee so that you're, you know. Coffee is something you already make, you don't have to think about it. I mean, maybe you do have to think about it, but you're gonna do it anyway It's already a habit, so put those mushrooms with the coffee so it reminds you to add the mushrooms into your coffee and then after you consume your mushroom coffee, you can celebrate yourself you can you know remind yourself of the benefits um you know, of that supplement, you can, you know, obviously, like I said, do some sort of verbal celebration for yourself, you know, give yourself a high five, um, you know, maybe share with a friend. And that's another thing. A lot of times when we're really trying to make behavior change um, and create new behaviors, it really helps to have an accountability partner. Um, And that could be maybe not somebody that's necessarily doing it with you, but somebody that you're going to report to. So somebody that's important in your life, somebody that Um, you know is going to cheer you on, somebody that cares about you. Let them know what you're up to. Let them know what you're trying to create and let them celebrate with you when you achieve that behavior. Okay. So when you are consistently doing that behavior, then you can start building other behaviors in that same area on top of each other. Maybe it's, um, you know, adding vegetables to every meal. Well, maybe you need to rearrange your fridge and the anchor for cooking would be if you're usually going to cook, you know, eggs and bacon for breakfast and you're going to add veggies to it, maybe your, um, your spinach or your asparagus or whatever, you know, veggies you're going to add to your eggs, they need to be beside your eggs in the refrigerator because you're already going to be grabbing the eggs to make the eggs. So have those veggies instead of hit away in a drawer somewhere put it in um I mean put it on your shelf beside the eggs or wherever you keep it you know what I mean put them together That way, you're reminded, hey, grab those veggies too, make it, and then celebrate yourself. Now, when you're doing stuff that's going to improve your health, you're going to start feeling better. And then, like I said, it's going to become inherently reinforcing to add that into your day, right, Um, to keep those behaviors going. And then doing those behaviors long enough eventually becomes habit. Now, there's a lot of... I don't know. It's, it's kind of like, there's, it's really indecisive as far as like how many days it takes to, you know, for things to become a habit. A lot of people say 21. And then there's this, you know, a lot of people say 60. And then a lot of people say 90. I think it varies. I think it depends on the person because your history totally, you know, past experiences, your history, what the behavior actually is all of those variables come into play. So I don't think there's a blanket number for how many days it takes to become a habit. I think it becomes a habit when you just, you're just going to do it and you don't have to like set yourself up for it, if that makes sense. So, um, I mean, you know, sometimes for me to set myself up for success in the morning, like, you know, I I coach a class at 5am and I'm not a super big morning person. I have become one just because of the last year, um, I can get up easily at four 30 without hitting snooze on my alarm, but it really helps my morning to go more smoothly. If I choose my outfit for that, that next day, the night before. So there's a lot of, um, behaviors for the morning that are tied to behaviors that you're going to do at night. So setting yourself up for the next day, um, comes into play a lot. Now it's, it's hard to take on a whole lot of those things at once. You know, maybe it's, Maybe your brain is racing and you need to just brain dump on a piece of paper, you know, on your nightstand. So that way you're not thinking about it. It's not keeping you up. You're not going to forget everything. It's right there on the piece of paper for you to, you know, check the next day and create your to do list off of. Maybe doing your to do list the night before helps you sleep better. Maybe picking out your clothes. Maybe prepping your lunch to take with you to work the next day um, the night before helps you. Um, become more successful in that behavior. So you've just got to think about it a little more globally and realize that there's all these different ways to approach behavior change um, that are unique to you and that are across many areas of your life that actually will overlap. So doing certain things to improve your mental health is going to improve your physical health. Doing certain things to improve your um, mental health may improve your relationship. Doing things to improve your... um, family area of life may improve your relationship. It may improve your finances. You know, eating healthier under the physical health area of life may improve your finances. So you can see how it's kind of a domino effect. It's kind of, it kind of all overlaps, but And not everything is so black and white for the ABCs. So I just wanted to give you some easier examples for those, but you can do that with a lot of behaviors that you're trying to establish. So I wanted to give you those, that foundation, those fundamental principles, so that you can think about your behavior, you know, more in that behavior sequence of what comes before the behavior, how do I set myself up to actually do the behavior, and then don't forget that what comes after the behavior is important to reinforce that behavior so that you're you're likely to do it again. Because um, it's a behavior chain. It's a behavior sequence. That behavior is not in a vacuum. It's affected by what comes before and what happens after. So, think about it that way. Once you kind of learn more about how behavior works, you can apply that to so many things. I've applied it to my kid's behavior. I've applied it to my husband's behavior. And yes, I've, obviously, I've applied it to my own. And again, I have to remind myself of different ways that I can create new behaviors, um, for myself. Cause sometimes we create behaviors that maybe are taking us further away from our, their, our goals and they, we do them long enough where they become habits. And that's what, you know, bad habits, I usually call them unhealthy habits. That's where that comes from. Um, so if you create more healthy habits, you're automatically going to have less time for those unhealthy habits, right? So if you're, if your goal is less screen time or, you know, um, you <sniffs> less sedentary sitting on the couch or whatever, you know, think about what you're going to do instead of what you need, what you don't need to do and just do the things you need to do more of that take you closer to your goal. You're automatically going to have less time for that other stuff. So I hope you found this helpful. Um, I get into more in depth, especially for your specific situation in my Barefoot and Balance program, which I'm going to be opening the wait list soon. Um, the program is going to be running again in February. If you're listening to this at the beginning of 2022. Um, but I do reopen it once a quarter and you can kind of figure out in each pillar of health from those different areas of life, how to set yourself up to have these new behaviors that you create into your life that become habits. And we get way and more in depth in each of those pillars of health and then, um, ways to, for you to experiment with it for you to trial and error you know your own behavior sequences and then how to truly create the lifestyle that you want to live and um, build on those behaviors over time and so this is going to help you set a healthy foundation for long lasting balance across your life across the, all the areas of life and that you realize that you are in control you are in the driver's seat of your life and that you are forever student always learning always growing and that you have the capability and the power to do what you need to do to be connected to the source and live the life you were meant to live. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Share it with a friend if you found it valuable and I will see you next time. This is Holistic Hysteria.